he doesn't flinch. The Rileys have one bathroom, and it seems to John that whenever he needs to use it, sometimes badly, Claire is already locked inside. When John tries the knob, she scolds back. I'm in here. You can wait. I have to go, John says. Hurry up. When I finish, Claire says, I'm not finished. If he can, he waits. But if he can't hold it, he'll go outside, knowing if his parents found out they'd punish him. When he has to sit on the toilet, he'll threaten Claire with getting their mother, and she'll either ignore him or shout from the other side of the door, You're a pansy! And John will do the best he can. But one day, John, desperate, shouted back, And you're a useless bitch! His father had called his mother that one night at dinner because of the roast. He'd been to the pub early and had come home in a foul mood. This meat is like cowhide, he'd said. God damn, you're a useless bitch. His mother had continued eating. They all did, as though he hadn't uttered such a thing. Claire opened the door and stared at John. What did you say? She said. She was four inches taller than he by then and looked down at him when she spoke. You heard me, John said. You're a useless bitch. Claire shoved him hard with both hands, and John, not expecting it, hit the wall on the other side of the narrow hallway. You know what? John said, recovering and standing up straight. You're stupid, too. Hit me again if you want. You'll still be stupid, and you'll still be a useless bitch. Claire walked away, but before she did, she said, and you are still a pansy. Because of Claire's monopolizing of the bathroom and how she tortures him with it, John has no shortage of anger for his sister. But one night, when his parents fought in the living room, his anger softened, and he's tried to remember that feeling when he thinks she is being simply hateful. It was close to 10 o'clock, and John was reading in bed. He heard the front door slam, and then the collisions against the floor and living room walls. He got up and looked across the hall into Claire's room. It was empty. He crept downstairs and stood at the bottom of the stairwell. When he peered around the corner into the kitchen, he saw Claire crouched under the table. Her knees were tucked up against her chest, and her arms were wrapped around her legs. The only light in the room came from the small lamp over the sink. John listened to his parents in the living room and watched his sister listen, too. Pick yourself up, his mother said. Stand up. You hopeless bitch, his father said. Get out of my face. Get away from me. You're worthless, his mother said. Her voice was cold and even. Disgusting. I said, stand up. Get out. I don't want to see you again until you're not falling down. This is my goddamn house, his father said. You fucking bitch. This is my house his mother shouted, get out. John heard the door open, more noises, the door close, then quiet. After it was over, John could see Claire's body shaking, but she didn't make a sound. He had heard and seen enough and went back to his room. The next morning after he was dressed, he knocked on Claire's door. What? She said. It's me, John said. Can I come in? Go ahead. When he walked into her room, which he rarely entered, he couldn't remember the last time he'd been inside. He was surprised to find her sitting on her made-up bed, reading.
What do you want? She closed the book. I saw you last night, John said. Don't hide like that. You'll be in trouble if they find you. Claire raised her chin. They haven't found me yet. I listen all the time. They've never found me. I wish they would. Claire, worry about yourself, she said. John delivers his papers every afternoon, and Jerry accompanies him. Jerry's arrival followed the death of the Rileys' three unfortunate previous dogs, all named Patty, one male and two females, who were hit and killed by cars before they turned two. Finally, Francis announced that their next dog should have a new name, in the hope of turning their canine luck around. And so Jerry, a six-year-old terrier mix, has so far survived living with the Rileys, with his luckier name and smirky face. John's best friend, Tim, one of the seven Murphy.